Hello, I am Yogini Sunita and this is Meditation, Yoga and Stuff podcast. I believe my dharma or my life's purpose is to share my understanding of meditation, yoga and Ayurveda, holistic healing science of India. I make these amazing wisdoms accessible and adaptable for present times. So let's start. Hello and welcome everyone. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about how Sanskrit mantra works and why Sanskrit works. So you may have heard about Sanskrit and you may have even experienced the Sanskrit mantras in meditation or kirtan format where it's a call and recall. So you may be curious, what is this? You know, maybe you have experience in your yoga class, people chanting Om at the end of it, or you may have heard the word Namaste, and you may be thinking, like, what, what is this Om? And why the yoga teacher chanted? And or from your meditation, maybe you're given mantra, and it is in this Sanskrit language. And you're thinking that why in Sanskrit? Why we're using Sanskrit? So Sanskrit, the language is considered Indo-European language. It is one of the most ancient language. It is a language of sound waves. And the, the concept of Sanskrit is, it is believed that the sages, the ancient beings, who meditated and heard the sounds of universe. And these sounds are then placed into such a way that these sounds invoke or correct the energy field in our system. So we need to understand that Sanskrit is created language. Sanskrit has a very precise grammar, Panini's grammar and Panini and the story goes that he heard the sound of Shiva's damru or musical instrument. And these 50 sounds then placed into alphabets of Sanskrit. Beautiful concept, you know, and Shiva, the pure consciousness or creator or destroyer of this world. So we're looking at all from all angles. It tells us that this is a created language. What does this mean is it's not evolved language. It is consciously created language. It has precise grammar rules. And the mantras in Sanskrit mantras have vibrations. And we are, because it is a sound vibrations, right? And this is a very poetic language. So it is mathematically precise yet very poetic language. And so this works, uh, this shows that it is work, language works with both hemispheres of our brain. And since we are made out of vibrations, so what does that mean we are made out of vibration? So if we look at the smallest particle of universe is basically vibration, right? There is a center which is stillness and there are a movement of energy around it. If you look at atom or even smaller particle, it's similar concept. I'm not scientist, but my lay person's understanding is that that's, that indicates the vibration. So we, we know that everything of this universe is made out of vibration. We try to separate 
this vibration, it create a really huge surge of energy, which can become like almost uh, like atomic bomb or thing like that. So we know that the energy, if we separate, it is going to surge the energy again. So all this indicates that we are made out of vibrations. And from this understanding now, from yogic point of view, when we are not vibrating at our highest level, then comes the illness from Ayurvedic or India's healing science point of view, that if there are blockages in our energy, then we uh, move towards ill health. So all this indicates that we need to move towards our optimal vibration. As a human being, our optimal vibration comes from uh, when we are moving on to uh, or vibrating on our op optimal level, we have moving towards our enlightenment. So enlightenment is basically vibrating at our highest level. Now, this from yoga and Ayurveda point of view is not just going to happen with just one thing. It has, we are multifaceted beings. So all facets of our beings need to move towards this higher uh, vibration. Now, there are practices which we can do like, uh, you know, physical movements, uh, meditation. We can do a lot of other practices to move our energy towards high, higher vibration. And with meditation practices, the stillness comes. But meditation practices are not easy, right? So if, because the, we never train ourselves to sit for meditate. Now, uh, I say that, you know, uh, tomorrow if we decide I'm going to sit for meditation for one hour, and we have all the intention, and when we sit for meditation, mind goes wandering everywhere. So when this is happening, when the mind is consciously, continuously wondering, and we try to bring it back, and then it's still wondering, our mind is fast moving. Our mind is, we never train our mind to calm down. So these are, these are the reasons uh, we, it is difficult to meditate. So what if we have anchor in our meditation? You can use this anchor as a, uh, breath or object or you can use mantra so let's say mantra if this what if this mantra is then a very highly charged positive vibration so if this positively charged vibration even though we don't understand meaning of the mantra our system recognizes this vibration and it helps us to go deeper into our practice. It gives our mind an anchor. And we start embodying these, this positive vibration of mantra. We bring it closer to our system. We bring it in our system. And we become mantra. So when we become mantra, we have embodied that vibration. And this is how the sages use the mantra in meditation. So mantra is a vibration. We are made out of vibration. So this combination of this is our system recognizes the mantra, which is right for us. Now in this modern world, where do we find mantra? The guru used to give disciple mantra, but in modern world, 
we are skeptical about the gurus we are about uh, you know uh, i i totally understand i uh, i know that there are some shady gurus there so what do we do we then tune into our inner guru our inner true nature and we tune into this true nature and we listen to the sounds and these sounds whichever feels right for you so you can listen to the mantras maybe recordings and you can embody that sound there are beautiful recordings out there if you want personalized mantra you can actually work with uh, i uh, with uh, uh, mentoring from person who understands sanskrit also when i do the uh, one on one sessions i offer uh, if if the time is right then i i also offer your personal mantra or cleansing mantra and things like that there are a lot of ways to tune into these sounds consciously listening and then bringing them closer you can also use mala or rosaries to repeat the mantra repetition help our mind to calm down so bringing mantra into the practice this way can really help you to go deeper into your meditation over the period of time we may not need this anchor anymore but that's okay because by then you have already embodied this information so i hope that this wisdom of yoga philosophy about mantra and sanskrit language has been helpful if you are interested and curious about how to bring mantra home and how to or if you want to know about sanskrit language please head over to my website sunitayoga.com on this website you will find that sanskrit level 1 and level 2 courses you can choose what course is right for you, even though they say level 1 level 2 you can do these courses stand alone and in first one i am introducing the sanskrit language and also it's uh, it's uh, also for just introduction also for yoga teachers how to bring that into your teaching asana names and things like that and then the second uh, level 2 is about mantra and i also uh, there are videos there you can listen to that the mantra practices uh, uh, introduce you to different types of mantra so that will give you a lot of understanding that how to bring mantra into your meditation practice and i have explained a lot about mantra in this level 2 so head over to sunitayoga.com and sanskrit uh, level 1 and level 2 and enjoy the courses thank you for joining me today and don't uh, forget to hit subscribe thank you thank you for tuning in i really appreciate that that you're taking this time out of your day don't forget to subscribe take care bye for now